Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. All right, a little bit of a drizzly Thursday, but we're going to make it, guys. And, uh, you know, rain is a good thing. It It looks like we're going to see quite a bit of it over the next couple days. Next few days, it's going to be good. Uh, Fall has arrived, I think. It's fairly conclusive. Everybody wearing jackets in here? You got your shacket I'm on. I'm wearing my shacket, yeah. which is the best of both worlds. Yes, it is. Jacket my, plus my a wife shirt. Has pulled out her shackets. Mm-hmm. It's uh-huh. shacket season, folks. Get ready. Yeah. Get ready. <laughs> Get, Get ready. ready. Well, <laughs> those shackets are something else. They are. They really are. You. I would encourage everyone to own one. You can store a small family in a shacket. <laughs> it. It definitely has a. The oversized look is intentional, though. Oh, it is. That's the style. Oh yeah. Well, I ran out and got one for my bride. Good. Uh, she really liked it. Good, good. <laughs> Jonathan, do you own a shacket? I do not own a shacket. I don't know if I'm a shacket kind of guy. Oh, no, you are. Am I a shacket yeah. kind of guy? Oh, yeah. yeah, everybody You got shacket pants. Wait, Shacket pants? Yeah. How, how? Those are called slackets. <laughs> I thought, what? Slacks and a jacket in one? <laughs> okay, that's an odd combo. <laughs> slacket. Like a onesie. <laughs> when, when Young Thunder comes in with a shacket with yeah. his current slackets. Mm-hmm. You'll be dancing. Oh, I'm just ready to go. I've got the I whole. Those are flannel-filled, no, no, no. oversized blue jeans. I love it. Yeah, I, oh, I could go for some flannel-filled blue jeans during the winter. That, that does not sound like a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, I I had a pair, but they weren't what you'd call great. Great. It's not like Arctic gear, but it's good no. for cutting the chill for yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of fun. Yeah. What's the best sock to put on your foot in the cold, cold weather? The best sock. Yeah. Um, I like wool socks. Okay, good mm-hmm. call. Yeah. Yeah, if you put a silk liner on underneath a wool sock, it's amazing the ability to retain heat around your toesies. I wore silk socks underneath my wool socks hmm. uh, that were underneath my mucklucks that were a wool liner with uh, canvas and then leather sewn, just good old-fashioned mucklucks. Wore them all the way to Nome, Alaska. Really? And they were just... Breathability is a big thing. When people underestimate when you're this. retaining heat. Yeah, you want to. You want to. People think, oh, you want if you could enclose your feet, um, you know, you could stay warm no matter what the temperature yeah. is. But mm-hmm. ironically, the 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 most important thing you can do is actually let your feet breathe in the cold, huh. cold. Huh. They made a um, a boot called a bunny boot. The military engineered them. I believe in goodness sakes. When do I want to say they engineered those things? Way back, maybe the end of World War II even. Is that possible? They had petroleum products. Were they using rubber boots back in World War II? I don't think so. So it would have been after that. But they engineered bunny boots. See when they made bunny boots. Bunny boots. Why were they called bunny? Yeah, because they're really oversized. What they were is a a rubberized rubberized boot with felt sole, but they're all encapsulated. And then they have an air chamber. Oh, Mickey Mouse boots. Well, okay. we never called them Mickey Mouse boots. Oh, they're well, they're, I guess boots. that's interchangeable. Yep. Are they are they Arctic boots? They're, yeah, they Alaska's best cold weather boot. They call they're them Mickey Mouse, Mouse boots. boots yeah. yeah. Bunny boots or Mickey Mouse boots. Yeah, because they do I, look like Mickey Mouse I lived Mouse's there my shoes. whole life. I never heard them called Mickey Mouse boots, huh. and I've I've had tons of those things. Aren't they large? Yes, yeah, they are. Very, very large. They're, they're large, and the toe box looks like it's pretty big. First like person to call in and talk with me that's owned bunny boots gets a Carlin <laughs> Crew prize pack this morning. Uh, 
first person to call in and talk with me that's owned and worn bunny boots because there's an experience with bunny boots that only bunny boot wearers know. Interesting. So if you've worn bunny yeah. boots, and I mean the real bunny boots, not some crazy fashionista. Yeah, not that. Not that. I'm <laughs> okay. talking cold weather bunny boots. Gotcha. Call me and you get a Carlin Crew prize pack. I want to talk with you about them. 312. 312- Two seven four nine six two four. I'll be shocked if we have anyone that's ever worn bunny boots here. Three one two two seven four nine six two four. You get a Carlin Crew prize pack just for having worn bunny boots. You never know how these you things come know. back to really help you. <laughs> it's crazy stuff. It's true. Yeah, bunny boots are they're good for cold weather until they're not. And then they're a disaster. Oh, oh, no. So, like, they're Why? really good. Well, just because they can, once you get them cold inside, yowza. Tough to get them warmed up hmm. again. But, yeah, it's going to be, we're coming into fall. It's going to be a chillier time of year. Praying there's no polar vortex this winter. Yeah. Uh, by the way, what does Farmer's Almanac have to say? Super die. You must have a beat on that. You read it every night with Pat as you go to bed. Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, every, every day. Um, well, what what date are you needing? We might have a money boot wearer here. Let's just pull it up. Pull them up here. Hey, who's there? Oh, they oh. the PCMer grabbed them. Oh. Oh, oh, somebody. Yeah, are. yeah. Well, okay. you better tell everyone what a PCMer is. They're going to think we got robots in. Oh here. yeah, that's right. PCMers are our students who do practical Christian ministry. They come in and and they help us out once a week during the week. So we have some students here helping out. Like here interns. Tony. First one to call in, Tony. What we got three people on yeah, the line do. here. No kidding. Tony, you ever worn All bunny right. boots? Yeah, I work for the Chicago Water Department. Oh, they issue uh, did they issue you bunny boots no. or no? No, you have to you have to buy them on your own. Yeah, they're not cheap, are they, bro? No, but bunny boots have gone to the wayside. Everybody wears muck boots now. Muck boots? Muck Is that boots. what they're called? Yeah, back in the day, yeah. we don't even travel in the Iditarod with bunny boots anymore. You know, the big. what's the biggest downfall with bunny boots? Uh, it's when they get old and they wear out. And they're, they're, they were great back in the day. Yeah, they, they were great they back were in great. the day. What's, well, they were great when the weather went below zero. Yeah, yeah, they were You good. know, messing around, messing around the water, because once you got out of the ditch, it froze. Yeah. The bunny boots kept your feet toasty. Yeah. Yeah, they were they were really something. Knows the stuff. I wore them to thirty below, and they would keep you warm. But the a couple of downfalls is, and Tony, Tony, you'll agree with me on this one. One is they aren't light. You know what I mean, Tony? They're heavy. No, they're heavy. Yeah, they are. So you're packing around weights on your feet. But the other one that's kind of a funny one, Tony, is you better wash your feet after you've been wearing those things for a day, right, Tony? Oh yeah, your feet definitely get uh, gnarly. Thank you. <laughs> Interesting. I got All my right. bunny, bo- got my bunny boot boom uh, bro crew. I'm gonna give bunny away two boot boom crew yeah, buddy. Yeah, I do. Tony, uh, Tracy, uh, you come in the line. Hold on to Tony. We'll keep him there. But Tracy, you wore bunny boots. Uh, yes, Carl, I did. I was stationed at Isleson Air Force Base, 88 to 92. Isleson, and when we used them, uh, we used them on maneuvers. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Have you ever heard anyone call call them Mickey Mouse boots, Tracy, or is that just a, maybe an online myth? I have not heard them call Mickey Mouse boots, but yeah. I, they, I can see where they get it from. Yeah, I can <laughs> too. Sure. Not, but that's the first time I'd ever heard it. I mean, I was raised in Alaska, you know, from yeah. being from Ileson, uh, being spending time in Ileson Air Force Base uh, in Fairbanks, Alaska, which, by the way, yeah. it, 
It gets cold there, Tracy, huh? Yeah, we hit uh, negative 72 one time when we were out doing maneuvers. 72 below Whoa. zero. Wow. Whoa. We wore the bunny boots during that time. When it, was, when it wasn't that cold, we'd, uh, we'd uh, wear the muck boots, the muck looks. Well, Tony, what do you think? Would you ever go to Alaska to try those bunny boots on again, bro? I'll tell you what, Carl. It's on my bucket list, and my wife disagrees with me, but I would love to go to Alaska to six months where there's no sun. Oh, you got to oh, do it, bro. You got to do it. Uh, we got one more, so I got three prize packs. Dwayne, <laughs> uh, where did you wear bunny boots at, Dwayne? In uh, Kotzebue, Alaska. Kotzebue. What were you doing in Kotzebue? I, uh, I lived there in uh, 1981 to 83 uh, when I was uh, eighth grade in my freshman year. And my dad was uh, up there building houses. Unbelievable, bro. Kotzebue, yeah. talk about cold. What's the coldest you ever saw in Kotzebue, Alaska? Oh, uh, it was uh, 70, 70 below. Whoa. Yeah. With wind chill. With wind chill. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Yeah. It, it, was, uh, it was a great experience, and uh, I'm a big Iditarod guy. I, I listen to your show all the time. Hey, we love you, Dwayne. That's, that's awesome, man. Tony, Tracy, and Dwayne. Three bunny boot bros, man, right there. And we're going to keep them on the line. We're going to give away three prize packs. How about that? How about I like it. You don't know. You don't know. I have never in my life heard of bunny boots. And now I know a lot. It's 612 in the morning and we got three bunny boot wears. How awesome is that? That is really fun. I mean, how fun is that? (laughs) Now I want to wear some bunny boots. (laughs) They are heavy. I will tell you that, man. They are heavy. And then at the end of the day, if you don't wash your feet, your wife will tell you to. Let me Thanks tell for you. sharing that part. Yeah, it's <laughs> up in Alaska. We just called it jungle rot, and we'd never seen a jungle. But oh. we knew that it must be something like it. Ew. Yeah, it was Thank a you. rough deal. Yeah, I know, right? Thank you for that. You. <laughs> I love when Super Die says, ew. That's one word. It's one ew. word that says so much. Absolutely. It does. What is it about the word ew that says so much? So much. Because it is what it is. Ew. Oh, Tony, Tracy, <laughs> Dwayne, give them a hand, guys. All right. Part of the boom crew. Aren't those funky-looking boots? Yes, they are. They're kind of cool-looking, though. I could definitely see them being worn for fashion. But... Oh, no. Oh, no. I can't see that. They're, But they're so heavy. It's like wearing ankle weights around, but pretty oh. cool. Um, awesome. Two guys, one guy at Eielson Air Force Base, one guy in Kotzebue, and another one working for Waterworks down here. Yeah, I love the Boom Crew. What a what a great group, man! So cool. You guys are the best. Start your day with a boom. You're listening to Carl and Crew mornings. You know the assault on Israel that we're seeing now from the Hamas and Hezbollah looks like. What's the latest on Hezbollah? Uh, I haven't seen much new on Hezbollah. Just you know what we talked about at the end of yesterday that there had been some minor exchange of fire strikes between the two uh, countries. That's southern Lebanon and northern Israel. Yeah, so there's been some strikes. And, uh, you know, I just don't know what the motivation level is for Hezbollah to get involved in this conflict. Uh, The motivation is age old, at least 5,000 years old. You go back to Psalm 83, it was written by Asaph for King David, and it was written at a time of peace. So it is a prophetic psalm, and it speaks of the alignment of ten nations against Israel. And it's a cry of a nation that feels 
and that experiences being encroached upon. What would it be like to be a nation that has nations surrounding you that want you gone morning, noon, and mm-hmm. night? Heavy duty, huh? Yeah. That's got to be pretty scary. Heavy duty. Yeah. And that's what Israel lives with. So I'd love for you to grab a little devotional time and maybe read Psalm 83 and read it through the eyes of a nation that feels the onslaught that they're experiencing today and just understand the conflict that we see in Israel is a very direct reflection of the conflict that we're all under in this spiritual war that we are fighting. I think something that I think a lot of people wonder when you see things like this is that how do you, you – you understand that there's a biblical component to it, that obviously this is spoken of in Scripture. But how do we in- interpret what we're seeing? I mean, it, is that a too general of a question? No, I think no, that's what what people wonder. I mean, there's a lot of hot takes out there right now. Sure. A lot of people are saying this is being the alignment for the Battle of Gog and Magog in the end. But the, the reality is, is that there's been a lot of wars in Israel. Mm-hmm. Both historically, I mean, come on, we can find it. Just just read the scriptures, guys. You see them over and over and over again. However, it would appear that it would appear that this is a unique time in history. I'll give it that. And there's something going on today that is unique, uncommon. Uh, the amount of fomented anger. You know what? What is Disturbing but not surprising to me if you read Psalm 83 and you understand the history of Israel. You can't ignore the spiritual reality. In fact, one of the great validations of what's going on in Israel and the streets of our cities in America is a hatred that seems to be born out of nonsensical stuff. The hatred for Israel that just seems to just crop up who knows what? I saw a memorial service. I won't say which campus it was on because I may get it wrong. They were having a memorial service, a bunch of uh, Jewish students for a slain friend of theirs. And in the background, there were chants condoning and celebrating the murder of Israelites, uh, uh, Israeli people. And it was heartbreaking and it made no sense. Mm-hmm. It's like, in what world do we do something like this? And we've got a world right now, the irony is that college campuses are filled with people who can't handle the discussion of two genders. Can't handle it. You're banned from the campus. But you can raise flags and chant death to Israel and celebrate the murder and decapitation even of children. You can't put that in an earthly box. Yeah, That is a spiritual thing that's going on. Mm-hmm. You guys feel that with yeah. me? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. This, this is not sensical. <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> Who in their right mind would celebrate that? Uh, but it's happening all across the United States, guys. It is a good thing when we find our leaders beginning to stand up and put a fist down and say, this is horrific. Yeah. And I'm glad that the highest levels of office, including uh, Joe Biden, I think the maybe the best thing he's done in his uh, tenure as president is put a fist down and say, I saw 
pictures, intelligence pictures of decapitated children, babies. And he's put a fist down. He said, we, we can't. You can't have this. You can't have this. We can't. But then you, you look at the exclam, uh, explanation for something like this, and you must conclude there is a spiritual war afoot. No way around it. Coming up here at the bottom of the hour, we're going to have our good friend, Omar Eshel, is going to be with us again, get an update from Israel. I don't know exactly what the report is going to be. I spoke with him just briefly, asked him if he could come on. It's afternoon there, right? I think yeah, they got it's eight about hours one or two right now. Yeah. yeah. So he's going to be calling us from Israel, live from Israel, coming up here in a few minutes. This should pique our understanding that there is a spiritual war. Let's fight strong, guys. Going deeper in our relationship with Jesus. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. I want to go to Psalm 83 because there's a lot of discussion about this. And um, I have not studied it out. And I had a boom crewer send me an email yesterday about this. And I haven't even talked to Michael Ray Delnick. So I have, I have no bearing exactly what, what this is speaking of. All I know for sure is that Asaph wrote this for King David in a time of peace. So there's a prophetic nature to it, to be sure. There's a lot of discussion about whether it's been fulfilled or if it's one of these just kind of revolving prophecies about the, uh, the contempt that countries will have that surround Israel. And, I mean, that's gone on now for thousands of years. But there is one verse in here that is awesome. Awesome. So in the middle of this cry for set us free, conquer our enemies, listen to what Asaph writes. Verse 16 of Psalm 83. Fill their faces with shame that they may seek your name, O Lord. This is an evangelism verse. Mm. You know, oftentimes we say, conquer them, God. Get them, God. Take out Hamas, God. Woe be it to us if we don't add that they may seek your name, O Lord. Wow. Right? Yes. Yeah, you're right. I Come mean, on. That's what we're here for. This is what we're here for. So be careful, Boom Crew. Don't celebrate the demise of the Hamas without praying for repentance of the Hamas. Fair? Yeah. Fair. Absolutely fair. I mean, we have got to be people that live by the book. And what do we find God saying over and over again? And what do we see? The cry of, of, of a man who wrote a song 5,000 years ago. I'm going to read it again. Fill their faces with shame that they may seek your name, O Lord. What an amazing statement, that yeah. they may seek your name, O Lord. Yeah. It's a tremendous thing to be able to look at the conflict in Israel and say, God, take out Hamas, bring them to the end of themselves, cause, this is what Asaph was saying, cause them to repent and see that you alone are God. What an amazing verse yeah. this is. Coming up here in a moment. Omar Eshel, dear friend and um, great guide. The Bible comes to life, and boy, does it when you tour Israel uh, with Omar. He's a great man, and I love him dearly, and he's going to be with us here coming up. What a day we have here today on this Thursday morning. A little chilly out there as you're getting up, getting going. Put on a windbreaker or a shacket like Allie likes to wear. <laughs> Giving hope. 
directly from the source. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. Yeah, it's important to understand what's going on in Israel and not forget. Boy, the news cycles, I'm telling you, they go so quickly. But obviously, all eyes are on Israel right now. Uh, let's bring in our special guest right now, Omer Eshel, live from Israel. Shalom, my brother. Shalom, brother. Shalom to all our listeners. Okay, give us an update. Uh, last time you called in here a couple, what is that, yesterday? Time's flying by here, a couple of days ago. Omer, yeah. there's a lot going on. T- give us an update. What's happening right now? Well, it is, things change rapidly. Uh, what happened now, we're on day six to the war. And uh, the biggest difference between what, when we spoke two days ago and now is that the shock that all of us were. I broke down in tears talking to you. Yeah. The shock that we were in is now turning into understanding of who we are facing. We, we are facing demonic ISIS. Uh, and I think that now people now start to understand uh, why Israel was in such a shock. We never expect that Hamas, you know, portray themselves as freedom fighters around the world. They're, they're ISIS. They're Nazis. And now, you know, Nazis are the biggest fear of the Jews since ever and we are dealing with nazis yeah so i think that's the biggest difference now yeah there's a lot of people saying that you know we've had a, some text messages come in here uh the hamas are sunni the hezbollah mm-hmm. are shia explain the difference mm-hmm. our listeners want to know that well the shia and the sunnis hate each other i mean shia i'm not going to go into islamic uh, uh islamic lessons right now but i can tell you this and this is going to make it easier for everybody hamas hate the sunni hate them the Sunni hate, sorry, I'm going back. The Shiite hates the Sunnis. The Sunnis hate Shiites. Both of them hate the Jews and the Christians. Most of the Jews, but also the Christians. Yeah, it's, it's a tense situation over there. Omar, do you get a sense yet of how long this could go on? I think that's something a lot of people are, are wondering. Well, we, we're not, we didn't even scratch the surface of this iceberg. I mean, we, 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 uh, until yesterday, we were still fighting ISIS, Hamas inside our villages, uh, and now we are on the offense. But we haven't even, uh, we haven't even invaded Gaza yet. And this is, this is we're going to go all the way in. We are going to go in to obliterate ISIS, Hamas from, uh, uh, from Gaza. And in every single moment, our neighbors from uh, the north, Hezbollah and Iran, are threatening us that they're going to open another fr- another front. So when will this be over? I don't know. I do know that as long as we have the credit from the civilized world to crush these demons, we're going to crush them. But uh, I, as, as someone who knows how these things work, very soon you guys are going to start seeing pictures from Gaza that is being destroyed, and uh, uh, the leaders of Gaza and those uh, who are, you know, human uh, rights activists. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But human rights activists, but none of those human rights activists said a word about the victims in Israel. They're human rights activists only for one side. Then they're going to start pushing the politicians, and then we're going to start to have uh, pressure from the world. So this will end uh, as long as, in the minute that the world is going to stop giving us that credit. Yeah, yeah, it's a tough one, Omer, for sure. You know, I want to go to a passage of Scripture, Omer. In Psalm 83, mm-hmm. Asaph writes this for King David, at a time when there was peace. So there was not war at this time. So it's got a prophetic nature to it. And, and we, I don't even want to get into when it's going to be fulfilled and all that. I, haven't, I have not done enough study on Psalm 83. But the one thing I want to pick out here that is so awesome is that in verse 16, this is what it says. Fill their faces with shame, comma, 
that they may seek your name, O Lord. I think it's important for people to understand that it, while we're while we are disgusted, appalled at what's going on for for thousands of years now, the nation of Israel has wanted people to not just uh, find justice at the hands of God, but that they would repent and turn to the one true and living God. That's important to note, isn't it, Omer? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, you, it, it, the fact that you mentioned Psalm 83, actually, I do want to speak about verse 4. Okay. On verse, verse 4, it says, they had deceived you and tricked you, and, 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 then, and then they will say, let us go and exterminate them. This is exactly what Hamas did to us. This is what Iran did to you right now. The reason, and this is, this is prophetic. This is so important for our people to understand this. Our people meaning the people of God. The people that when I say, and you say, Psalm 83, they know exactly what we're talking about. In the Bible, in, in the time of peace, you're right. This was written down during time of peace. What happened now? Hamas gave us the false understanding that they, all they care about is the poor people of Gaza. And once in a while, they're going to fire a few missiles. Then we're going to basically pay them off with American money, with uh, Israeli money, with Qatar money, because we all thought people at the end of the day, you were on me, you were with me on the bus when I actually said those words. Yep. People want to put food on the table and give better future for their children. This is where we stand. People who believe in God, who value God's, God's life. But we are wrong. They, had, they have deceived us. Same as they deceived you. You yep. think that the $6 billion that Biden gave to Iran is going to be quiet? No. The $6 billion have been used, some of it, to attack women and children. Yeah, it's a tough... And this is what the Bible speaks about. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating. It's, it's awesome to be able to look at Psalm 83 and go... Nothing's changed. Yeah. 5,000 years, mm-hmm. the beat goes on. Omar Eshel, our guest right now, he's the CEO and co-founder of the Bible Comes to Life Travel and Educational Center. He's been giving tours of Israel for many years. Omar, how are how do you see or sense families coping with this? I mean, this kind of tragedy, horror, I mean, the pictures have just been hard. Ah, uh, can't even take it. Can't even take it. How are families, children coping as this war rages on i can tell you the, the the families that were evacuated from gaza that their parents were murdered before their eyes uh, I, I don't i don't describe this it's going to be it's going to be like pornographic death the children are devastated they're left with no parents and it's terrible but i can tell you what i'm seeing here i'm running all day all night leaving my family and i'm running between bases and to help civilians here uh, and we have great support from the united states Yesterday, I bought uh, a tablet, two tablets for children that their uh, uh, father was murdered before their eyes. The, the one child is three years old and the other one is five years old. The, the three years old is not even going to remember his father. And I, I, I got him those tablets just to put a little bit of a smile on their faces. Yeah. And I got to tell you, I'm not, I'm not the only one at all, at all. There are thousands like me, civilians who are running people who are giving their Shabbat meal to families. I see so many people opening their homes. You can see on Facebook pages here in Israel, on WhatsApp groups, I have an extra bedroom. If your family wants to stay, come stay with us as much as you can. So the, the mobilization, not the army, of the civilians, this is what I expect people of God to do. And this is, folks, why we're going to win this. Yeah. Because of our moral values. Yeah. 
Omar, we love you. We're going to get you in here again down the road in the next few days. As God prompts us, we'll get you in. But we love you. And Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for peace in Israel. We thank you for our relationship and friendship with them. And we can see the spiritual war played out right in front of our eyes. How can a little postage stamp of a country be the focal point of the world? It's because your word is true. Your word is true. And I pray for peace in Israel, and I pray that you would give uh, comfort, comfort to these children, to these parents, these brothers and sisters that still have people in harm's way in Gaza. And God, by your power, extend your hand to do signs and wonders. Right now we pray, and I, I ask, oh God, please release these captives from the Gaza Strip. Release them from the clutches of Hamas and be glorified through it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I do want to call just our folks to, I'm sitting right now, just so you guys, so everybody to understand. I'm sitting on the place of the miracle of the, fly, of, of, of the swines. You at my home, you know what I'm talking yes, about. Yes, yes. I'm literally at the place where Jesus fought the, 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 the demons and cast them out. Jesus fought these demons right here where I'm standing right yep, now. Right there. Right now. Right here. And at the end of that chapter in Mark 5, the, when the demoniac sat with full clothing, looking at Jesus, want to go in hell and help him, Jesus said to him, go and tell your friends and family what great things God has done for you today and how he showed you mercy. And God is doing great things to us, to our children. He shows mercy because of this, because of the heroism. The next time we're going to talk, I'm going to tell, tell our folks about this. The heroism and the sacrifice of the fathers who protected their children saved the entire area over there. This is God's work. And I urge you guys to read this and follow God's word. Amen, brother. Omar Eshel, live from Israel. Walk in with Christ, one step at a time. We are Carl and Crew Mornings. Have I told you lately that I love you? I told you there's no one else above you. Fill my heart with gladness. Take away all my sadness. Ease my troubles, that's what you do. There's a reason for it, we'll tell you. Morning sun and all its glory. Greets the day with hope and What do you call those kind of songs, Allie? Power ballad. Power ballads. Oh, I love a good power ballad. There is something about them. Oh, man. What's that line in there? At the end of the day, 
we should, should kneel and pray and give thanks and pray. Thanks and pray. pray. To the mm-hmm. one. To the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To the one. We know the one. Right on, Rod. Uh, listen, guys, we want to tell you we love you. And this isn't cheesy. This is real from the bottom of our hearts. Sometimes we come off of great spiritual victories. We can all struggle with this. I sure do. And we've prayed and prayed and asked God to work. And we had 460 prayers for share. And this can go for anything in our life. Ask for a breakthrough in something, it happens, and we move past it and almost don't give it another thought. It's so easy to do, but we want to pause and say a heartfelt thank you to those of you who prayed, those of you who gave, those of you who supported with us and shared last week, listener-supported stations, so we don't do this without you. And the response this year in particular from our Chicago area listeners, that's you who live outside but maybe listen on the app as well, Astounding. Yeah, that's the word. Our goal was a little over 800,000. I forget, 810 or That was our Chicago correct. share yeah. of the national. Yeah, and you, you raised over $1 million, well over. And it's amazing to see your sacrifice. And, you know, we get a window into your heart, and your heart says, we believe in the risen Christ, and we want others to know about him. We want to take a step with the Lord, and it's powerful, and we say thank you. Among that was over 200 new to the crew. We set an ambitious goal this year of yeah. 300, didn't quite get to 300, but we were over 200 new to the crew. People had never given before and said, this year is my year to give. Yeah. Huge. And so if we haven't told you lately that we love you, let this be that. And really, from the bottom of our heart, it was overwhelming to see your response. In the last, in Friday alone, in the morning show for about seven hours, because we held from five until noon, uh, $237,000 raised. That's an astounding number for people to call in and give gifts. Yeah. Huge. Just amazing. It's just amazing. Yeah. A lot going on here today, keeping our eyes on Israel. And looking at Psalm 83, let me give you one thing that's very important. This song was written by Asaph for King David at a time of peace. And what it does is gives us a prophetic insight into the constant battles that Israel faces. There's a lot of discussion about, has this been fulfilled? Will it be fulfilled? But one thing you can take away from this for sure is verse 16 Fill their faces with shame, writes Asaph, that they may seek your name, O Lord. That they may seek your name, O Lord. The red thread of redemption all the way through the scriptures is this constant tenor of, even with our enemies, God, pray that they would bow down before you and call out for your name. You know, the interesting thing about Israel is that there were a lot of people that were not of Israeli descent who found themselves grafted in. Yeah, There were plenty. And we can even pray that today. So in the face of what's going on in Israel today, it's important for us to note that we, and I struggle with this too, man. I see the injustice and I'm like, go in there, root them out. But we need to have a dot, dot, dot and cause them in their shame to seek your face, oh God. Father, we just stop right now in this moment. We just bow our head. We ask for peace in Israel, and we ask for an awakening in our city. Oh, Lord, we live in 
strange times, perilous times, but we ask for awakening and we thank you that the tomb is empty and you are alive. There is no one like you, God. Lord, for those of us that have been redeemed and we've been called out of darkness into the light, we so appreciate the grace that you've shown us. Allow us, Lord, to keep in step with the power of your spirit so that we can shine brightly in this world today. And God, even in the midst of pain, allow us to be hopeful and to experience your presence and power in our lives. To the person that got up this morning discouraged, I pray that you would encourage their soul. To the person in tears, I pray that you would wipe them away, Lord, now as a precursor to what you find, what we find in Revelation 21. And Lord, we know that one day all the evil and the pain in this world will be made right. But until then, Lord, let us be found faithful, walking with you humbly, and Lord, it's so easy to take up arms, even in our heart, against foolishness. But Lord, help us to understand that there is a spiritual war afoot and keep us in the palm of your hand as we humbly bow before you in a position of real power and respond with grace, uh, seasoned lips. And Lord, don't let us be devoured by anger. In Jesus' name, amen. Coming up after news, uh, Omer Eshel, live from Israel, was just with us, and we're going to give you one more uh, uh, look at this one today. We'll have it in the showcast as well. By the way, a couple of things I want to say. Uh, there was a feature piece of Ali and what she's doing with this new season of Snapshot Testimony. I want you, if you haven't subscribed to her podcast, to grab it. Text the word SNAP to 312 2749624 you will be blessed big time it's worth trading off uh, 30 minutes of scrolling through kitten videos to check this out i love cats too i've seen some <laughs> of the funniest videos as of late just hysterical but if you can pull yourself away from that and get a snapshot testimony you're going to be blessed big time text word snap to 312 subscribe to it today it's easy to get a hold of snap to 312 Two seven four nine six two four. Snap to three one two two seven four nine six two four. Gotta go into work? Don't worry. Check out the Carl and Crew Showcast wherever you like to stream. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. All right, I'm gonna do it here. I've got two. Count them two. Two. Carl and Crew prize packs for a person who has ever worn bunny boots. And utilize them for their purposes. Bunny boots. For their Bunny purposes. boots. Not a fashion statement. Uh, no, not a fashion statement at okay. all. In fact, that would be a really odd fashion statement. I promise you this. <laughs> if you walk down a street in Chicago with bunny boots on, yeah. it would make a statement. Okay. For sure. So if you're a person that has worn bunny boots, cold climate, and you, you know, you've experienced it. The first two callers, you might say, well, who in the world's done that? How Are you going to have two callers? We had three in the 6 yes, o'clock hour. Yes, we did. We did. So the first two to call in, get a Carlin Crew prize pack. First two to call in, get a Carlin Crew prize pack. Have you worn bunny boots before? 312-274-9624. And there's two ways to prove whether you've worn them. You will okay. know two distinct things about having worn bunny boots. 312 312- Two seven four nine six two four calls are pouring in right now. One three one two two seven four nine six two four, 
and we will get you on the horn here to get that Carlin Crew prize bag. You got to come on air here and, and you know discuss bunny boots with me a little bit, but it's just a fun thing to do here. 312-274-9624. This is great. We've got at least two more callers that have worn and utilized bunny boots. At least. Allie pulled this up, and she's like, man, they look kind of cool. They do. They were also called Mickey Mouse boots by some people, but apparently not in Alaska. Well, yeah, the the three colors that we had before, one was from Chicago, and two had been used them in Isles and Air Force Base and in Kotzebue. Both mm-hmm. of them had minus 70-degree weather yeah. that yeah. they were yeah. wearing them in. They're cold-weather boots, and they're big. You do a Google search of these things, they're big boys. Huge. Bunny! Carl! Did you wear bunny boots? I did, and I loved them. Where'd you wear them? Well, it was issued as part of our our uniform. I was in the reserves in Fairbanks, but I wore them outside in the winter, of course, every day to walk my dogs in the hills. Yeah, they're great, aren't they? How long were you in the? How long were you stationed in Fairbanks? I was there three years. Ielson Air Force Base. No, no, no. I was Fort Wainwright. Fort Wainwright. Okay. Way to go. Uh, wow. Yeah. What's the wow. coldest temperature you wore them in? Can you remember? Oh, I think it was about 55 below, maybe. Yeah. You know, in Fairbanks, Fairbanks is not windy. It's calm, so you yeah. get dressed for it, and you can stay out there for hours and hours and hours. Yeah, you can. And if you got the bunny boots on, you keep your toes nice and toasty. Now, what are the two elements of bunny? Give me one attribute of bunny boots that everyone needs to know that's never worn them you're not going to drive in those things that's for sure <laughs> that's <laughs> one i hadn't even thought of that no if you put your foot on the on the gas pedal it's also on the brake right i mean they are big that's right they are big they're heavy though aren't they bonnie they are heavy and um if you happen to be going in an aircraft you better release that pressure in them Oh, you're right about oh, that. Oh, there's a pressure valve. I saw that on it's the a pressure picture. valve. But Which if you're if that. you're in cold weather, you don't want to have that valve open because that valve is a lifesaver because that keeps That's that right. air compartment warm. Oh, Bonnie, man, it's so good to connect with you. I feel like I'm back home in Alaska again. <laughs> That's awesome. Hold on to the phone here. Don't go away. Marty in Chicago. Uh, you bunny boot pro, man? Absolutely. Where'd you wear them? Well, I hail from northern Minnesota, and I grew up with a lot of outdoor activities, ice fishing, hunting, uh, just, and my feet uh, are real sensitive to the cold, so I needed something that actually worked. Yeah, they work, don't they, my friend? They do. Absolutely. Now, they're heavy, but the other attribute, I'm going to see if you can guess it, what do you need to do after you've worn bunny boots? Let me remind you, Marty, you got to wash your feet because there is no air coming in. (laughs) (laughs) They don't breathe at all, for sure. (laughs) You got to wash your feet, man. So good. Oh, it's something else. Well, Bonnie and Marty, welcome to the Bunny Boot Boom Crew. Wow. The Bunny Boot Boom Crew. How about that? That's good stuff right there. Stay on the horn. You're getting a Carlin Crew prize pack. Who would have? Bonnie and Marty, could you ever have guessed that those Bunny Boots would have gotten you a Carlin Crew prize pack? Come on. Never would have thought of it. Oh, that's fun. Stay on the horn, guys. That's a lot of fun. I feel like. 
like the rest of us need to be able to pick out some sort of odd item of something that we've worn. Hmm. You got you to pick out bunny boots. Yeah. I'm trying to think, Jonathan, would what would you give a shout out if you've ever? Well, do you have something unique that you've worn? No. <laughs> uh, I lived in California. Very warm temperatures. Puka shell necklace. Oh, puka shell. Okay. Puka shell oh, necklace. My. That would be Jonathan's yeah. unique one. Super die. I know you've got something. That would be. I don't even know where to land. She had a holster for a Windex bottle when she was a kid. <laughs> Leg warmers? I don't know. Leg, Leg warmers. That's a thing. I lived uh, in those for years. <laughs> I think Alan. for me, as a like a 90s kid, it would be those choker necklaces that actually feel like you're being choked. Uh. Like it's, and it looked like <laughs> it was a tattoo around your neck. There was oh. a time when that was like the most fashionable thing to have that weird thing squeezing your neck. <laughs> Came like back like a tattoo. I know it did make a resurgence. But... Jonathan, you ever have one of those? No. Okay. Certainly not. Just checking. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say jelly shoes. Jelly you know what? Shoes. I don't really like the the feeling of walking around feeling like there's hands around my neck. It was definitely so... weird, but it was fashionable. So we did what we had to do. The it, oddest apparel that I ever purchased, and I was I don't know why I was thinking about this the other day. I oh. I just was begging my folks to get me a pair of these. Do you remember the earth shoes that were higher in the front than they were oh, in the yeah. back? What? I had those. Oh, yeah. Those higher were, in the front than the back? Yeah, and they were sold like they're supposed to be good for you. They're horrible. They're, they were the worst things to walk remember around in ever. Remember the shoals? They were like a slab of wood you were walking on, on the shoals earth shoe version. Yeah, those things. Oh. The earth shoes, they they had a one inch. They were kind of platformed in the front, and the heel was right near the ground. <laughs> huh. Goofiest things ever. That is really weird. You were the worst. Yeah, All right, getting back to something serious here. We got Jamie Janos talking about Devos, and boy, it's amazing how they correlate to where we are today. If you've been following this month's Today in the Word, if you know, you know. If you're not, you need to be. That's coming up. Whether it's number one or 100, take that step with Jesus today. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Helping you take your next step with Jesus or seat if you're Allie. She likes to sit down at these football <laughs> games. Um, did you get a seat or heater for the football games? Not yet. Not yet. She's going to pack around her 12-volt battery that weighs 29 pounds. So Jamie Janos is with us right now. Jamie, do you like seat or heaters in your car or do you care to not use them? <laughs> you know what? In Florida, where I'm at, I would just die if I had a seat. Oh, yeah. See? See, she doesn't have that problem. She doesn't need them. She doesn't need them, but they sure are good I'm devices. I'm always too warm. Yeah. Jamie Janos here, managing editor and contributor of Today in the Word. Today in the Word is really impacting lives, isn't it, Jamie? Oh, yes. Yes. Every day I'm astounded by what God's doing, of course, you know, through today in the word, but just through getting people into his word, because his word is so relevant and timely for us. We had you on a a couple months ago talking about this campaign uh, to get one million in the word. Give us an update. Oh, we're just creeping up there little by little. We had this big growth spurt, um, and, and then things kind of slowed down a little bit, but we're still on the incline. So we're at about 978,000, so wow. we're so close. Um, and we're expecting to turn that corner soon. I just I just know God's working. Oh, that's fantastic. Hang on, Boom Crew. We're going to tell you how to get a 
subscription. Kind of get signed up for Today in the Word in just a moment here. But what's coming up? I want to know what's going on in October, and then what are you forecasting for November? What's the feature of Today in the Word? Well, for October, we've been deep diving into the book of Nehemiah in the Old Testament. And I have to tell you, God is amazing in his timing, because who would have known we would be facing this war in Israel um, and and each verse, I mean, yesterday's verse, I believe, God it said that God said He will fight for us. Um, so so there's just this relevance of God's care and love for and protection for His people. Uh, so I I think I would encourage everybody to join us. It's it's astounding to see how relevant this is, not just to things that are happening out in our culture, but how God works in our lives when we feel broken or that things aren't as they should be, Um, that God is still present and he's still working and he's still calling us to move forward. Then when we look ahead to next month, this is a popular question. What is my calling? A lot of Google searches around that. What am I called to do? And we're tackling that next month with uh, Kelly Worrell. Yeah, and what I love about this study um, is that not only is it just so relevant to all of us, because we ta- we tackle that question not only when we're 18 or 20, but again later, you yes. know, I, I'm personally, I'm an empty nester, and you, and you get to that stage again and say, okay, what's the next chapter? Um, but Kelly broadens the question, and she says, okay, what about when we call on God? Hmm. What are we all called to do as believers? And then what happens when God gives you a special calling? that maybe you aren't ready to do, or you just think, no, I don't think I can do that. And yeah. you know what then? Yeah. I mean, that is a challenge. I am intrigued by this. I hadn't known that if you look at the Google search algorithm, you find out there are 2 billion results when you ask the question, what is my calling? What is it? That is the fingerprints of God, isn't it? Where people are asking that question, Jamie. Right. You know, people sense there's this higher purpose. And for a lot of people, they dig into themselves for that. Um, I remember listening to a lot of self-help people that would say, find, you know, find your inner truth and all of this. But really, as believers, we know that God is the source of that truth. So how do we connect with God and how do we know that a calling is from God and not just something that we are Um, wishing will happen. So um, Kelly really gives some helpful and very biblical information on that. Jamie Janos, Managing Editor and Contributor for Today in the Word. You need to get this app on your phone, or maybe you want to get the paper copy mailed to you. Uh, Just text the word TODAY so we can get you connected with Today in the Word. Text TODAY to 312-274-9624. Text the word TODAY to 312-274-9624. Boom Crew, celebrate what God is doing in you. This is Carl and Crew Mornings. Well, we got a question for you to cap this day in a fun way because we've been talking about devos today and, you know, there's nothing like opening the Word of God and you go, look at that, look at that, look at God. So I want you to call in and tell us what verse is encouraging you right now. What have you read most recently that's really given you some encouragement? Give us a call. Tell us about it. We'll do a little Devo on air together. What are you reading right now that's really encouraging you? 312-274-9624. B in Chicago, what do you say, B? Hi, praise the Lord. Well, 
since Israel has been at war, the Lord has given me this scripture, and I have been praying it and declaring it. Isaiah 31, 5, as birds flying, so will the Lord of hosts defend Jerusalem. Defending also, he will deliver it, and passing over, he will preserve it. Great word, B. Good word. Way to go, sister. Boom. That's why we call you the Boom Crew. Katie in Georgia calling in. How are you listening in Georgia? Well, I used to live in West Dundee, and I can't stop listening to Carl and crew because nobody is as deep down here, I've, <laughs> in my experience. Well, that's, you're, a, you're a blessing, and thank you for listening all the way in Georgia. What's God been using in your heart, sister? Um, well, this morning I was reading from the Chosen People newsletter that is just so timely from Zechariah chapter 12. And uh, verse 9, for my plan is to destroy all the nations that come against Jerusalem, And then I will pour out a spirit of grace and prayer on the family of David and on all the people of Jerusalem. They will look on me whom they have pierced and mourn for him as for an only son. They will grieve bitterly for him as for a firstborn son who has died. Hmm. Powerful, Um, So I just, God is the bigger picture, right? Yep. You're the bigger picture. You're right on, sister. Boom. All the way from Georgia. How sweet is that? Love it. Love it. Taking more calls here straight ahead. Get more from your morning show. Check us out on social media. Just search Carlin Crew Mornings on Facebook and Instagram. All right, we might have time to get a couple more in here. Sweet what God's doing here this morning. Tell us the verse or maybe a couple verses that you're reading as of late that God's been using to encourage you. That's all. 312-274-9624. Eddie from Aurora, what do you say? Hey, I am uh, reading in Colossians chapter 1, and then I was just so encouraged. In verse 13, it says, He, being God, has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son. And I just think that's so encouraging because I think that's so encouraging because, I mean, like that was all of us like at one point far from God. And even thinking about the war in Israel, their hope needs to be Jesus and that like no one is ever too far gone. Mm. Eddie from Aurora, thanks for calling in. It's good to be reminded of that, that we've been delivered from the domain of darkness. Every last one of us were dead and lost in our sins. And we've now been transferred to the kingdom of God, the kingdom of his son. What do you say? What are you reading right now that's really encouraging you? Rob from Oaklawn, give it to me. Well, as I said to the uh, the intake person, I wear this on a band on my wrist, and it's uh, John fifteen five, and it says, I am the vine, yes. abide in me. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Mm. Good to be reminded of that on the daily, right, Rob? Every day, and I'll tell you what, when I meet with people, they're like, "Wow, what's that on your wrist? And I have taken it off and given it to people oh, that's cool. as part of a witnessing. Yeah, so it's I spread the word. Awesome. Literally. Rob from Oakland, thank you so much. Uh, let's go to Nancy from Chicago. Tell me what you're reading and how's God using it to encourage you right now? Isaiah 55, 8, 9, and 12 For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts 
in your thoughts. For ye shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing, and all the trees of the and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Yeah. I have to think sometimes when I want it to go my way, that God's thoughts are not my thoughts. Yes. Even if it's going really bad or if it's going really good, his thoughts are still not my thoughts. Yeah. Nancy from Chicago, good reminder. Uh, go to the Word of God today. Let that be your encouragement. If you are struggling to process what you're seeing on the news, if you're just discouraged. We all go through seasons like that, whether it's personal or corporate. Go to the Word of God, because I promise you, this has been true for me, and I can say it's pretty much true for everyone. Not pretty much, it is true for everyone. Without the Word of God, you don't know what true is. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. If you think you will know up from down, right from left, wrong from right, Without the Word of God, you are putting too much (laughs) trust in yourself. Absolutely. The Word of God, let it be the anchor for your soul today. Hey, this is Carl with Carl and Crew, and I'm so grateful that you listened to this showcast. Thank you mostly for being part of the Boom Crew. As we help you take your next step with Jesus, you're a huge encouragement to us. We'll be here again live every weekday morning from 5 to 9 a.m. Godspeed.